Welcome to Betrayal Trauma Recovery, BTR.org. I'm Anne. I'm sure you remember what it was like when you were searching for help, maybe for your husband, hoping to find the right program or therapist. That's why I started podcasting. I supported my husband through seven years of pornography addiction recovery, and not one therapist during that time told me I was experiencing emotional and psychological abuse and sexual coercion. I didn't want any other woman on the planet to be in the dark. If you're like the majority of my listeners, you're experiencing the type of abuse that's invisible and difficult to wrap your head around. Your husband is using porn or having affairs or lying to you, and you're getting the same bad advice about how to improve communication or your relationship. If you need support from women who totally understand, check out our daily group session schedule at btr.org group. We'd love to see you in a session today. One simple anonymous way to help spread the word is to click, follow, or subscribe to the Betrayal Trauma Recovery Podcast on your favorite podcasting app. While you're there, every five-star rating helps make this podcast more visible and will help save other women from getting the wrong kind of help, like a couple program that will make this type of abuse worse. For those of you who follow or subscribe to this podcast, thank you so much. Your support means so much to me. Paige, a member of our community, is back on today. We're continuing our conversation We started talking a few weeks ago, so go back to the beginning, listen to that first if you haven't yet, and then join us here. Today, Paige and I start off talking about the different ways to heal, how there's lots of different options for victims. I'm going to start off talking about the things that helped me. I really love meditation. I love yoga. I love walks. I love hikes outside. Some women are interested in herbal remedies. Some women are interested in like essential oils. As you experiment with healthy coping strategies, you can see what works for you because everybody's different. I know it's not all, but a majority of my listeners have experienced a pregnancy at one point in their lives, and some may be pregnant now. As a midwife, can you talk a little bit about experiencing emotional and psychological abuse and experiencing betrayal when you are pregnant. So I had some super traumatic things occur, as I'm sure so many women have who listened when I was pregnant, especially with my first son. It was so emotionally abusive and crazy and just awful that I ended up on bed rest and I couldn't get out of bed and I had pretty severe contractions. And then in the end, my cervix would not open, not even a little bit, not even after 36 hours of Pitocin. So I had to have a C-section. So I had a lot of pregnancy complications and I'm not sure if it was directly due to the emotional and psychological abuse, but I feel like it was, I don't know if a doctor would confirm that, but I feel like all of it was directly related. What are your tips for women who are experiencing this type of abuse during pregnancy? If it's safe to do so, definitely communicate that with your provider. We've had women who have shared in serving them that, you know, there's different levels of abuse that they're experiencing. And oftentimes when unresolved, that can come up like during the birth process with things not progressing because they have a partner there who's not a safe person. And so their body doesn't feel safe to, to allow things to happen as they should. So if you feel safe communicating that with your provider, 
definitely uh, just let them know not all providers are going to be a safe person for that, sadly. That is really uh, disappointing, you know, that we can't even find safety during pregnancy and birth. One of the biggest things in any pregnancy, but especially when dealing with active trauma and abuse, is really focusing on nutrition. Nutrition in pregnancy can address a lot of things that typically can be exacerbated by uh, abuse. When we are malnourished, we are not doubling our blood volume physiologically the way that we need to. We are not growing uterine tissue in the ways that we need to for the birth process itself. And, you know, when we're actively being abused, it's so hard to eat. (laughs) It can be so hard to eat and it's so hard to eat really nourishing ways. The easiest tip for anyone is two eggs per day is one of the best steps that you can take as far as nutrition in pregnancy because you're getting choline, you're getting all types of nutrients, B vitamins, um, things that are helping to nourish your body. And eggs actually feed your liver and your liver is doing a lot of work. So it's not only dealing with a lot of the hormones of pregnancy, it's dealing with the hormones of abuse and trauma, right? Because it has to filter those hormones as well. Another great practice I find is just connecting with your baby, uh, talking with them, especially in those moments of trauma and just kind of verbalizing. I learned this from a neonatal resuscitation course that I've taken many times, uh, but it's something that she speaks on a lot is just taking a moment. If you have a big event, a big traumatic thing happening, uh, you know, and then active abuse situation is just connecting and being like all of those hormones all of that that you are being flooded with right now is not because of you or a result of you it actively reminds yourself like it actively reminds you that like this isn't your fault you're not causing this you're having a physiological response to what's happening around you And it's that mindful, like, pause and uh, practice that can help. Really, the biggest step in regard to dealing with a lot of that physiological impacts of trauma and abuse in pregnancy uh, is nutrition. There's a lack of education in obstetrics and gynecology in regard to appropriate nutrition in pregnancy. Nourishing yourself is one tool that you have to help counter the epigenetic impacts of abuse and trauma in regards to yourself and your baby. I'm hoping that the thing that they're not aware of is that copious amounts of ice cream are the answer. (laughs) I mean, that is a healthy fat for your brain and your baby's brain. Instead of actual ice cream, I would use heavy whipping cream on frozen berries. So you're still getting that good fat, but you're not getting like a ton of that sugar. But it's, it's so good. Yeah. 
Real quick before a response, there are a lot of so-called betrayal trauma therapists or coaches or groups out there, but they don't approach pornography use or infidelity as an abuse issue, or they try to quote unquote treat both the abuser and the victim in the same setting, which is unethical. So if you hear something in this episode you relate to, check out the group session schedule at btr.org group. We'd love to see you in a group session today. Now back to our conversation. I'm trying to do like a lot of meditation right now to reprogram my cells and my body and maybe my DNA. <laughs> it sounds crazy when I say it out loud so that I'm not as interested in sugar because I'm just like love sugar. Well, when it comes to like dairy and chocolate, I remember when I was nursing and I, um, my, as a first time mom, I thought, what does this stuff taste like? Right. My breast milk. I was like, I wonder what it tastes like. It literally tasted like chocolate milk. Like, <laughs> it's so sweet. I, I know. It's I was <laughs> like, wow. Like, no wonder my kids don't have any trouble nursing and they will not drink formula. It's because they're drinking chocolate milk all day and probably because the I good stuff. eat so much chocolate. But anyway, yeah, I thought that was funny. So not seeing me visually <laughs> when I talk about nutrition in pregnancy, uh, a lot of people give me kind of like side eye because they're like, you're 260 pounds like you obviously don't know anything about nutrition what the heck nutrition in pregnancy is very different than our society's definition of nutrition in regards to our diet culture you know they're they're very different and there are providers out there who still practice a restriction in pregnancy mindset where they don't want women to gain more than 15 pounds oh yeah like I've known, I mean, recently, even women whose doctors, because they're, they're like, you don't need to gain more than 15 pounds. Any more than that, it's going to be a problem. My one son was nine pounds. My biggest baby was 10 pounds, 10.6 ounces. Yeah. And like my I'm... smallest was five pounds, 4.7 ounces. But that was my one where I was going through the bulk of the trail recovery, everything. And that ended up being a premature delivery because of my own health. Um, My physiological response to trauma is my blood pressure spikes and it Mm. spikes high. I mean, with the nutritional uh, aspects uh, that I addressed in my pregnancy, even being, 10 weeks premature, he came out big, fat, breathing, like he didn't have any issues because of, you know, meeting those needs. Uh, But he was great. Mom, she's, she's had a, she's had a time with all of this for sure. I definitely have experienced really negative uh, physiological responses to the trauma and active abuse. The, what has worked the most for me has been getting involved in Brazilian jiu-jitsu and training in that. I feel like that would be another podcast episode that we don't. <laughs> Please come back on to talk about that. I'm a movement person. My kids were all born. My, my daughter was 11 months old and I had no money and nothing. If you've listened to the very beginning of this podcast, you might have heard some of those first episodes of me in my basement, just which I'm, by the way, still in my basement, still in the same room, <laughs> doing the same stuff. But I gardened is what I did in the beginning. 
So I would go outside and um, I would listen to music. And we have our Betrayal Trauma Recovery playlist that's on that you can get if you get on our newsletter, like on our email list. So if you go to the bottom of any of our pages on our website, it says join the community. You can put your email in there. One of the emails that will come to you is uh, the playlist. And you can get it on Apple Music or on Spotify. And I think we also have it on YouTube. But anyway, I would listen to many of the songs that I put on this list or the meditations. There's also a meditation one and garden and just like stick my hands in the dirt and get my face all dirty. And I would go out and dig this giant compost pile. It was this literal big giant pile of dirt. And I would go out with a pitchfork and just dig in it. That's a little crazy. It felt so good to me to just move my body and be with dirt. And some women don't want to move at all. They just want to like cocoon themselves in a blanket in their closet. That's fine too. There's all different kinds of methods for processing what we're feeling and whatever works is great. Well, and very relatable with the gardening that you just spoke about is part of the, uh, practice with herbs is so many of them are so easy to grow at home. Oh yeah. Uh, so many of these are very accessible for you to grow at home. So I have actually converted our entire yard into a medicinal herb garden. I have medicinal plants growing there and I don't necessarily harvest from all of them. It's more just the practice of getting out there and just working in that environment and there's healing microbes in our dirt even. So I mean, we're definitely taking steps toward repair to our own mental and physical well-being. I have found that your community and the ability to name behaviors for the abuse that they are has been one of the most empowering things for myself in just acknowledging uh, that and choice, like those two things have been very huge for me and actually for my husband as well, being able to recognize what abusive behaviors are and how they're harmful has been a huge part of choice to change his own behaviors. Would you mind sharing how you found BTR? I have a friend who was in a 14-year marriage with somebody who was actively being emotionally abusive and also using pornography and there was infidelity and all of those things. And we had known each other through school, but not really had a close relationship. And in the complete explosion and destruction of my marriage, I had remembered somebody in passing had mentioned just a snippet of her story and I reached out to her and it wasn't even in regard to what was happening. It well, it was kind of like a bypass. I had asked if she knew this specific person and she later had told me that she immediately knew why I was asking just in her own gut feeling. We created a friendship and she shared a link to one of your podcast episodes. And that mm -hmm. was over four years ago. I mean, she has since ended 
that relationship has moved out of the area and we will forever have just that very deep spiritual connection that happens when you're experiencing such a profound grief uh, that comes with this and, and navigating that. If I could go back in time, I would never had consented to doing couples counseling. Uh, <laughs> and even though it was my idea, like, oh, crap, we need to get to couples counseling. Like, you had sex with a stranger. We have to go see somebody about this. It was not the best idea. I know that the provider really meant well, but they do not know how to deal with the abuse of infidelity and the abuse of pornography use and the abusive behaviors that are as a result of wanting to engage in that lifestyle. I don't know if lifestyle is the right word, but uh, they really don't know how to deal with that. So couples counseling is not something I would ever do again. I mean, I'm glad I had that experience that I can say, hey, listen, this is not a good idea. Because until all abusive behavior stopped, it's really just not safe for you. You're being told to repair something that you didn't break. Paige, thank you so much for spending so much time sharing your story, sharing your thoughts. If you're listening and you're interested in sharing your story on the podcast, please do. You can contact my assistant, Kari, K-A-R-I at BTR.org. I love listening to all of you. And that's how I've learned as much as I have throughout the years doing this is talking to women like you, Paige, and hearing your insights. So thank you so much. And then we'll look forward to talking with you about jujitsu soon. So everyone stay tuned for that in a few months. Thank you so, so much for taking the time to talk to us today. Well, I really appreciate you having me on here today. It's actually uh, very enlightening on my end in conversing with you in topics that I am passionate about. So I really appreciate it and the work that BTR does for this community. Thank you. If this podcast is helpful to you, please help us reach other women by following or subscribing and giving us a five-star rating. Thank you for helping other women find us. If you've already purchased a copy of my book, Trauma Mama, Husband Drama, please circle back and give it a five-star rating. A lot of women are searching for books about betrayal trauma on Amazon, and rating Trauma Mama will help them find this podcast, which is free to everyone. Your donations keep this podcast going. Go to our website, btr.org, scroll to the bottom, click on Support the BTR Podcast. And until next week, stay safe out there 